from high atop my mountaintop. This is Mount Manitoba, and this is Not in Hall of Fame presenting How the Hell Did This Go Number One? And sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's pretty easy to know the answer. But let me introduce my co hosts. Of course, me, I'm Kirk Buckner. You know me, you love me, maybe you don't. I love you. Oh, Nate, well, I appreciate that. Muchos we love you, Kirk. So much. And I've got with me Andrew Tessman, so he got back second billing, and Brad Nelson. Aww. Yeah. And Andrea, you wanted to honor the late, the great Olivia Newton-John, and thank you, thank you, thank you for not picking a Grease song. <laughs> I was so close. So <laughs> close. I know you But <laughs> I gotta say, this song is, there's more to talk about with this song than there is with Grease. But are we gonna do it horizontally? We're talking. I'm gonna stay vertical. Well, there's so much. Okay, so so we're talking about Olivia Newton-John. Let's get physical, physical. Monster, monster hit of 1980s. Monster, the number one hit of the 80s, and it came out in 1980 fucking one. That's ten weeks. Actually, ten weeks. So let's how did let's go to how we got here. Olivia Newton-John was already. A massive star. She will always be Sandra D to me. Lousy with virginity. Won't go to bed till she's legally wed. It's me. I'm Sandra D. All these people in the film were in their late 20s. Mm-hmm. Hey, we are going to sing musicals through this entire episode just to piss you off. Kurt. Although I haven't seen Xanadu yet. Young, well, if, 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 and if Andrew would have picked one of the earlier number ones, Magic, mm-hmm. then we would have had to. But I'm so this was, to her, was correct me if I'm wrong, uh, lady and gent. This was her last was her number one. Fifth number, five, fifth number one and her fifth last. And okay. Yeah. Right. She did have hits afterward, but this was her apex. So we're going into this. So we have somebody who is now not just a music star, but she's an international star. Yes, she is. You, wherever you go, you know who she is. Star of film and stage. I mean, mean, music. Yes, but I mean, like, I mean, other than Greece, she never had a hit. Xanadu was a flop. Yeah. Uh, Two years later, after this, she did Two of a Kind. I never saw that movie. I actually read the Wikipedia. Terrible. I didn't even realize it existed. It. The plot, based on the plot, I didn't bother. Even though the fine actor Scatman Crothers is in it, and that's usually enough for me. I'm the Scatman. <laughs> okay. Both of you can fuck off, and I'll tell you why. Scatman is an icon, and it pisses me off because I had to do a bit of research for another show that I did, and Scatman was in it. It was the Harlem Globetrotters. It was at Gilligan's Island. It were starring Scatman. And uh, it pisses me off that when you type in Scatman, that stupid song comes up first and not Scatman. Let's rename the show. Kirk Kirk is annoyed by two people. Who have excellent musical taste. Yeah, but if you have taste in musicals, doesn't that sort of negate? Anyway, moving on. No. Moving on. right along. It simply proves that we are the next step in the evolution of human beings. Yeah, I'll run with that. So 1980, okay, after the flop of Xanadu, which still wasn't a flop, if, 
musically because she, that did generate number one, number four, magic. Yep. Magic. Yes. Uh, so like that did well. I think even the title track Xanadu was a hit. So now is this really a different musical direction for Olivia Newton-John? And a hundred percent it is. Okay. So it is, but it is Olivia Newton-John's Sandra D story arc of going from the sweet adult contemporary ballads to the like hard hitting, sexy pop. This song was so sexy to Utah stations banned it from the airwaves. Well, it's Utah. Can you blame them? Well, no, I mean, they're just behaving as they're supposed to, but it was, that's, that's how sexy this was. And because it was, um like it it wasn't hidden like it was pretty overt um okay we know each other um mentally but there's nothing else to say unless it's horizontally horizontally there you go thank you now you can see the joy that we get when we quote musicals this song this was isn't from a musical because I didn't just randomly just sing and blurt something out <laughs> while I'm doing a random task. Kirk, how long have we been doing this show? And how are you not expecting me to just blurt out musical lyrics at any given point? Doesn't mean come on. We've known each other for many years now. Like I think we're going on like 10 years of friendship. Yeah, about that. So um this song was overtly sexual in every way. And then they came out with the video. The video. But oh, let's, yes. Let's, let's go back to overtly sexual in every way. Yet, Olivia Newton-John had carved up these years of just making this of, of, of a certain type of music that in some people's minds, because it's still like, it's still soft rock. This, is, this isn't, this is a pop song, yes, but with a little bit more bite, but musically, just the music behind it, Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like we're it's not like this is the the second coming of it's, it's soft rock that you then put a whole bunch of synth into it and it turns it into this like power pop uh-huh. power pop is a great way to put it but this is now music that you could hear as you're picking up your groceries that's <laughs> that is now, it is. now it is Mm-hmm. Okay. But at the time it came out, there was a little bit of controversy around it. Not tons, but I mean, well, in Utah, that's a different story. Um, but then the video, like you were saying, Andrea, comes out. Expand on that because um, brilliant. Also wear your leotards for this, by the way. Um, oh, I was. I'm sorry. I'm wearing leotards. You just can't see them. Uh, um, the so, so the video is her with her she's still got that sweet girl next door charm Mm -hmm. but she's looking slyly at the camera repeatedly um and and, abusing the fat man and abusing the fat man okay so there's some weird things going on in this video there's some like not subtle body shaming there's some serious slapstick um there is then like a good solid carly ray jepson ending of them walking off together when they're all buff and they prefer each other to her which is sort of why hey women out there when you're sort of looking at that and you're thinking like look at how hot those guys are really realistically the realism is the only ones you can really get who will be interested in you are brad and i hi 
chances are, based on what I know of Brad, you may have had him already. But anyway. <laughs> listen, listen, just because my number's on several bathroom stalls doesn't mean I am a good time. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> so the video, we've got Olivia Newton-John being super cute, but also super like borderline raunchy. Mm -hmm. um, but, she, but she's she not dressed raunchy. No, no. She's, not, she's not going like Samantha Fox raunchy here. No, no, not at all. Um, and so th we got to talk about the era that this is coming out. And this is the beginning of the steroids and the um, Jane Fonda and the Richard Simmons mm -hmm. and the greased up bodybuilder Royd Monkey. This is this is the era of when Mr. Universe became one of the biggest movie stars of all time this is the 80s you know when yeah. you do that much coke you want to do stuff you're going to get buff doing that and you're going to then also take other substances to get yourself that buff this isn't mm -hmm. just coke fueled but no. coke has a lot to do with it yeah, yeah so you've got the, the the whole workout thing going on the 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 chubby dudes are kind of failing they're not doing so good um, so of course, like any good trainer, Olivia goes off to have a shower. <laughs> that's what you do. And you come yeah. back and they're all magically buff. Because they've been working. Beautiful, oiled up six she packs. She her job. Yeah. She was. Apparently, for a brief moment in time. Uh, what do you think the budget on this was? I mean, they only had like the one room. And I don't know. Well, that... Yeah, you know, maybe it doubled as a shower. I don't know. Do you, so, do you uh, know? Because I have no idea. No, I don't. No, know. I have no idea. No, this wasn't a rhetorical thing. I was just wondering. I mean, that can't be that. But it was 1981. There wasn't a lot of budget. To, whatever it was, they made the most of it. Oh um, yeah. The the aerobics craze though too, and this is gonna be. I can't believe it. the second time I brought this up on the show. So I brought this up when when Chris and I did our last show, uh, because Marianne was doing aerobics in uh, that Gilligan's Island thing. Oh uh, okay. <laughs> Oh, okay, Brad. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna get all pervy here. Not as pervy as anyway, but anyway, but this one. I, you I can accept pervy. pervy as Brad. It's just his natural state. Right. Yes. His nickname is Pervy Muppet, and that was given to him by his daughter. Yay! <laughs> so please get pervy. Let's let's see yeah. how far you can go, yeah. Kirk. Okay, make well, me blush. <laughs> no, I can't. It's not possible. I can make you laugh. I can't play. You know, uh, I, I, that's no. Uh, that's not a task that anyone's up for. Uh, insert joke here. City TV. They're everywhere now. Where I grew up in Toronto, uh, I think City eventually went across the country. Yes, I, it's I, across okay. Canada now. Okay, but when I was a kid, it was that was a Toronto-based station. It was very Toronto if that makes any sense. I mean, they embraced being a Toronto local station. And as a lot of uh, Canadian channels had to do back then, which, which they still do, but it's a lot easier now, you had to create a certain amount of produced Canadian content. They still do. Yes, they, they still do. But I mean, now it's, it's a lot easier because the, the quality is so much better that you can't tell the difference between a Canadian show and an American show. But when I was a good. Anyway, one of the things that they created was called the 20-minute workout, which was pretty much just 
women in aerobics or where they're doing aerobics and just usually bending over. So what I did and what a lot of apparently my classmates did too, as we sort of discussed that over lunch, you just record it. And then you fast forward as you're watching them bend over really fast. <laughs> I didn't do it for the comedy. Um, okay, in, in line with that and not fast forwarding anything, but this was also the era of Body Break with Hal oh, Johnson and Joanne McLeod. Yes. yes. How do you still remember those names? Because I, they're I still remember. on TV. At least Same they way. were a few years ago. They, they were on uh, the Canadian version of Amazing Race. Oh, wow. Were they? Yes. They were amazing. I got to give them props. Like those two oh, were yeah. like, oh, they shit. were so great. Segway, segue. We'll come back to this, but all right. <laughs> Which one of you wants to be my partner to apply no. for, for our bread? Then it's you, since, uh, since that sort of worked out. Yeah. Well, because Andrea took a step back and I stood still. Yes. I'm not sure I want to be your partner. We're not going to be Canadian Amazing Race. Um, I don't think I want to be a partner with either one of you. I'm going to go find another partner and kick your asses. Yeah, because, dude, um, I've got this thing where I only run when I'm In changed, fact, I change. What they're going to do is find the bar and promote the site. Oh, oh then I'm in. And just sort of like get into that opening. Dun, dun, dun. And then we just have to like practice something like Kirk and Brown. Can we be a thruple for that? Why not? We'd be eliminated first, especially <laughs> considering I'm going to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> we're just going to go like, oh, the race is over there, but there's a bar here. We're, we're going up. <laughs> That's, That's, about it exactly. right. That's it exactly. You guys go ahead and run. We're getting fucking hammered. There you go. And well, in my mind, I ran really fast. I can't yeah. believe I didn't win. So here I am bringing this back. So I'm going to tell you what I used to think this song was when I was nine, because that's when it came out. This was one of my early favorite songs. Obviously, I didn't get the innuendo at all. But I was telling Brad before we went on, before you eventually decided to join us. <laughs> it's <a> terrible computer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, is that sign language? I see it's subtle. I have something in my eye. I'm sorry. Oh. It's just like, oh, the side oh, yeah. too. If you use a different <laughs> finger, it might be a little bit easier to use. So, oh, wait a minute. Hey. Well done. Hey. So, I mean, like, I, I was know, ready to join like 15 minutes nine earlier, and Kirk was like, no, wait. Sorry, that was Brad. No, wait. I wasn't ready. Yeah. And, and then, then I couldn't find the link because apparently I sucked. Wait, so, wait, anyway, moving right along. <laughs> Nine, okay, nine-year-old Kirk didn't know what a metaphor was, didn't understand innuendo, but knew that it wasn't really about aerobics. Having said that, when I and I kept using the word when I was a kid, I thought it was, do you know what I mean? Oh, that's kind of how I heard it back. No, then. you didn't know what she meant. No, no, no most not of at the all. right well, over there. Not to that level. I mean, getting physical, I didn't know what that shit was. My I'm wife is always like, sure. everything out. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, I almost wonder, did she get, and I know we talked about the Utah thing, how, you know, there's a couple stations that clearly knew exactly what this was, but I honestly think that, I mean, a lot of the moms listening to that, because it still had that little bit of a smooth jazz feel, a little bit of a dance thing that worked. Power I pop, like Andrea had, said before, I think was spot on. What's up? Yeah, I honestly, I honestly think, think it was catchy it was just a product of the perfect time 
it was talking about sex. So the few stations that caught on to that and didn't play it, that actually amped it up. And oh, it was like the bare naked ladies were, were banned because of the name, yeah. But I, I couldn't find anything where, and I, that's another thing I was that uh, Brad and I were talking about before you decided to eventually join us. Uh, yeah. You're gonna get more sign language lessons here if you keep that up, Kirk. <laughs> but no, it's. I, I thought I thought of, I was trying to come up with a modern parallel and the best I could come up with uh, and again I'm going to go back to Canada but this she did chart everywhere uh, Nelly Furtado who kind of went in a different direction after her first album and and if you just heard like I'm like a bird and like okay four years later she's going to be sort of like talking about banging Timbaland or whatever the hell it was you know it was a, a bit of a departure where it felt like it came out of nowhere and I was wondering if people back then, and I couldn't find anything to that effect, had a similar vibe. I'm sure it does because there's so many of them. There's Nelly Furtado. Look more recently, there's, um, um, what's her, ah, fuck, Wrecking Ball. Um, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Yeah, no, but that was different though. No, Miley. no, but there's, there's so, even, even Britney Spears, there's so many of the, like pure innocent little starlets that are not then, that yeah. innocent. But look at then that's different. Push back against it. So I I don't think this is really any different. She was the pure innocent little starlet. No, it is that, different. It is different. I can tell you why. Because in every one of those cases, they were manufactured, and so they were manufactured yeah. as growing up, and then it's finally like okay, they got to do their own little thing. Olivia Newton-John became a star in her early twenties. Yeah, and the weird thing was she started off country and then went pretty much adult contemporary. Yeah. Um, and then to uh, launch something like this was definitely a bit of a shift. And even in her, in her country days, she was a bit of an outsider. She fit in well with with the uh, AC group, the, the adult contemporary group. Mm -hmm. And then getting into this, um, she never had another number one after this, but she still did chart. She had a couple more tracks that came out. My, my favorite song actually came after this from that shitty movie that I want. I'm assuming it's shitty from Two of a Kind, uh, Twist of Fate. Mm. You know, that's a banger, I think. And, and I thought that was more of a departure than this was. Well, this was interesting because she dirtied it up a little bit. And we all know in music, sex sells. It's just in music, in TV, in advertising, in movies, it doesn't matter what you market. If you market it with sex, you then immediately increases your sales. So can I, can I with this go back to the song was originally written for a dude. And you yeah, can hear that. I missed you that. can hear, you can hear it in the opening lines where it's like, I took you out for a nice dinner and to a show. There's nothing else to say. Take, take men out. My wife not, all the time. not in the late seventies and early eighties. Mm -hmm. It would so have been very, to and it was, serve. it was, it was written for, for a dude to sing. Someone it was written for Sir Rod Stewart. Whether yes, it's, he was a definite potential, and then it was offered to another to a woman. Tina Turner. Okay. Tina Turner. Yes, it was, Tina. and she said it was too sexual. So then she Olivia Newton-John dancer. <laughs> right um so then olivia newton john takes it on and it's this cutesy girl next door 
but uber sexual take on it. And I think it's every nerdy white boy's wet dream. I'm sure nerdy black boys might have gotten into that. Well, okay, any nerdy, it's, it's the, it's the white picket fence boys wet dream. This song, which is, this why, is why, why most men pick Marianne over Ginger, but I know, go on. 100% nope. pick Marianne over Ginger. He picked Daphne over Velma. And, and no, then. No, wait, wait, sorry, other way around. Pick Velma over Daphne. Nobody picks Velma over Daphne. Um, I do, and put it in the comments if you would. Okay. Brad will take the Ginger any day. Well, I used to bang Chinese Velma. I wonder if she's watching this now. If you are, you know who you are. But, So my point in why this made number one is, A, it was the next door neighbor girls, like the wet dream of the next door neighbor girl. Then it was the stay-at-home housewife, um, aerobics class. I could maybe look like that and have hot dudes. It became an aerobics anthem. And that's about it. I can't think of any other reason. No, but but it is, it's not that little funky thing to it though, right? It, I mean, there's so much more. I mean, just musical, I, I, I read too, I didn't know this, that pretty much uh, a lot of the members of Toto, that might be an interesting one. At some point we might look at doing Toto Africa. Yes. Have we not done Africa? We've not done oh. Africa. Well, and I've lost the right there's an interesting story there yes pretty boy it's wit in there for you anyway uh yeah i mean look we should talk about hurry boy she's waiting there for you isn't it hurry yeah hurry boy that's not pretty boy boy. there's a boy and they're waiting there for you whatever the fuck (laughs) somebody's been reading the wrong lyrics sheet <laughs> he, he won't go out late at night because there's a bathroom on the right. <laughs> there's a bathroom on the right. Oh, have you ever met um smooth talking Walter? Uh he's a firefighter guy. <laughs> smooth talking Walter, firefighter guy. <laughs> <laughs> Which, another one, number one I was looking at was uh, Exile, Kiss You All Over, which as a six-year-old, I thought was, I'm going to oh. keep you like Grover. <laughs> I want to yeah. kiss you like Grover. And Grover, like Grover again. again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a Muppet. I didn't know that Muppets can, couldn't really have sex. I didn't know what sex was. Hey, I swear, Kermit and Miss Piggy, that was a romance of a lifetime. Imagine the abortion that they would have had as a kid. Like, what the hell would have came out of that snatch? A frig? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) Moving right along. (laughs) Please, what are you bringing back? I've now gotten... Bring it back. Pigogs, sort of like in my head, just running around. Mm -hmm. So here's a fun fact. Olivia Newton-John's dad was MI5. Really? I'm sorry, it was what? Yeah. I don't know what that means. What is that? MI5, uh, British Homeland Security. Oh, okay. You know how there's MI6, there's the spies? MI5 is the, the homeland. So MI2 and a half are half as good? No, yeah. MI2 and a half, they, they're the Parcheesi Club. 
<laughs> I throw you a screwball and you always hit a home run. It's awful. <laughs> um, what else did I have? Oh yeah, this one charted up as um, Billboard's number one sing top single about sex. Uh, and this Baby, in, let's talk about you and me. Yeah, but this was 20, 2017 or twenty twenty. Yeah, I was going to ask you which, when I was. But they they voted they voted uh, then that this one was the number one single about sex. Well, here's a question for both of you that I, that I think is sort of interesting about another, and we've talked about this before. But here, this is her biggest hit, chart wise. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, yeah, I guess it was five number ones, but this one was. Mm -hmm. This was the biggest. Un unequivocally, this was well, the biggest. 10 weeks, man. Right. But and the number of, one, number one of the 80s. Mm -hmm. But when you think of her, when you think of an Olivia Newton-John song right now, here in 2022. Hopelessly devoted to you. I was going to say, I mean, like, like, this is not her most enduring. That and, was what I, I was going to go with, hopelessly devoted. Yeah. So why do we think that? Why, why is that? Because this is far more contemporary. Because, because I love Greece. people love Greece. I mm. love Greece. The people love Greece. The young people today know Greece, and mm -hmm. they don't necessarily know physical. Which proves what I've always said: young people are stupid. Uh, musicals are great. No, it gives All us hope for future said, generations. Musicals are stupid. Anyway, that's your opinion. Yeah, and you're allowed Did to be wrong. Do you know what they say about opinions and assholes? Everybody's got one and everybody else's stinks. <laughs> I was going to say that they both have consonants and letters, but okay, fine. Run with uh, it. Also, um, everybody has one, but don't take it out in public. Yeah. But then we also take our opinions out in public here all the time. So I'm going with Brad's version. Um, Kirk, well, also, I will and I are supposed to be in, in an asshole crevice, apparently, so... Oh, wait a minute, no. That I don't was, think no. it was an asshole. It was just the crevice. It was the crevice. I just made it an asshole. But, Kirk, I'm going to defend to the death your absolute right to be wrong. <laughs> yes. I also support your right to be wrong. <laughs> so, do we have anything else to say about physical, physical... About physical itself? No, but about... The, the woman behind it, uh, one little bit. She's a three-time, sorry, a two-time breast cancer survivor. Mm -hmm. She had one bout uh, first diagnosed in 92, um, uh, flared up again in 2013. And then in 2017, this is the one that got her. Uh, it metastasized. It was wrongly diagnosed as sciatica because it had metastasized into her ribs and her, and her, and her backbone. Uh, so it was the pain that she was experiencing was wrongly diagnosed as sciatica. Um, she was 73 years old when she passed on and she passed on at home. God rest her soul or the flying spaghetti monster or whatever you believe, dear listener. I, I have to say, if you watched um, her version of physical that she did on Glee, and it was about I 10 years ago. Not watch Glee. So no, 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 no. But 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 listen. She did she did it with Jane Lynch, and mm -hmm. you could hear Jane Lynch's voice was extremely auto-tuned, so she could hit the notes. But Olivia Newton-John's was not, and she looked fucking phenomenal. She must mm -hmm. have been about 62, 63. She looked like she was maybe 40. Like, 
She looks better than me right now. What? She was also standing next to Jane Lynch. That will that will de-age a person. Still, I I love a Jane Lynch. She's great. But let's let's just be bold. But but no, she she looked phenomenal. She sang great. Um and it was great. Like this woman, she was phenomenal up until the day she died. Like oh yeah. I mean, maybe not the day she died. We're gonna give her some grace for the last few years of cancer deteriorating her without judging anything. Well, and she's an animal advocate. She was a climate advocate. She did yep. she did some great women's work health she advocate. Yep. yep. She did some she great just work with genuinely seems like a good person. Yeah. It was hard. To, like you're not going to find anyone who's going to shit on her when that when that happened. There's always somebody. No, she's Sandra D. No, she I honestly, even before her cancer, I don't think there was anybody shitting on her. I no, think but, she. But was, I'm just saying, there's always going to be one person or somebody who's mm-hmm. going to come up with. But something. whatever it is, she's even before the cancer and and oh, you can't shit on the dead. I think she was genuinely a great person. And like a force to be reckoned with. Well, I didn't find any major scandals in, in her life. I mean, she had a couple of marriages and all that fun stuff, but there was no big scandal. So have you. I, I have as well. I've also had several scandals. <laughs> That's just this week. All right. So That's on that just note. this week, absolutely. Yeah. Um, who's talking about next week's pick? <laughs> now Kirk said he was either oh, going to reward Kirk. us or he was going to punish us. Can you laugh like that? We don't trust you. I'm going to give you guys a choice. Okay. I've got three in my head. We can either do A, a very interesting one-hit wonder from a band. If I told you the name, you'd never know it, but you know the song. Or we could look at an interesting double shot, a song that went number one twice from two different artists that I think could be a very interesting sort of look at. Or three, I can give you shit. I can give you a pile, steaming pile of shit from the 70s. I've done that a lot lately. The one hit wonder. Which We're going one? with one. The first, okay, the, okay, the second one is that? No, the, the one hit number wonder. Number one, number one. Oh, the number one, the first thing. With a bullet. Yeah, okay, so here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna sing the first little bits of this. And I know, that you, the two of you are going to be able to finish it. You ready? Hit it. Actually, I'm going to tell you the band name first. Okay. Steam. All right, that's what I thought. Steam? Steam. Oh. You know it? Yeah. Okay, well, then you stay out of this. This is just for Andrea. All right, Andrea. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Hey, 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 goodbye. So that is what we're going to look at. This one, number one in 1969. He doesn't love you. Yeah. The way that I love you. And I don't know much about this song. I don't know much about this band. But the first time I heard it was when the Nylons covered it. Me too. Well, no, no, Ah. no, no. Actually, no, that's not true. Uh, That's actually when Bananarama covered it. Oh, yes. And that was used by, well, I'll save that for next week. But anyway, so. Yeah, we can't go into that. We've done that before. We've done that before. That's how when we killed Billy Vera and the Beaters at this moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I won't won't make that mistake again. Hey, Hey, Kirk. Kirk, Kirk, did you write a book? You know, as a matter of fact, I did. I did. Well, you did not. What's it called? Prove it. 
well, are you, I'm going to prove it to you because you can actually go. What it's on uh, Amazon. It's on Amazon, so it must be legit. What? It's on the internet. It's on the internet. The interwebs. Internet. You know what the internet's for, Andrea? Porn. The internet is more porn. <laughs> the internet is more porn. Okay, Why do you uh, think the net is porn? Porn, porn, porn. Before my plugs. <laughs> Brad does it better than I do. Before my plugs, I just want to say that that musical is okay because it's puppets. <laughs> Anybody not knowing where that comes from, it's Avenue Q. Check it out. It's fucking hilarious. Internet is really, really great. For Everybody gets in on this. I, I saw it. that at Massey Hall. So Paul oh, I, I have a fast connection so I can really I wait. For porn. That is better than I can do. But yes, my book is not about porn. Although oh. in it. John Holmes is mentioned in this book. Oh, well, then it's, it's a saving grace. There you go. Uh, Chavo Guerrero, instant classic about the late, great Chavo Guerrero Sr. I'm very proud of that book, which is probably the only book I'm ever going to write. But you can buy it. Buy the book. It What's would make the next holiday great coming up? Thing. Okay, we're getting close to Christmas season. Think about the Christmas presents. That's right. Think For you know, your wrestling-loving um, gift recipients, just buy the book. Hey, Labor Day is coming up next month. It's a great Labor Day present. And it's no labor to read my book. <laughs> hey, Kirk, tell us about the Hall of Fame. Well, there's lots of Hall of Fames. How many Halls of Fame are there? Well, only one that really matters right now. This one. Well, there's that. But it's the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. Hey, sports fans, do you know that there has never been a United States Athletic Hall of Fame? Until I made one. I'm a gigantic sports fan, and I didn't know that. You are gig... No, never mind. Sports are not in your fandom. Well, you can vote on this. www.notinhalloffame.com forward slash USA. If you like fake sports, hey, guess what else I made up? The Fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame. You can vote on that, too. The Fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for fake bands. Although some bands gotten in that actually you've performed it's are very Josie and the pussycats in there yes they are are the monkeys in there yes they are nice yes hey they have a barrel of fun oh hey. are wild stallions in there yes they are dude nice dude yeah. the archies are also in there they are and this is the great thing about and the halls. do you know what the great thing about my halls of fame there are though i don't say, decide who gets in all of you do Huh? Ah, that's democracy. democracy. Feel the power. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So there's a couple other shows coming up. Hey, the group, the Not in Hall of Fame crew, we debated who should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and we reacted when the senior candidates came out. Brad, I know how upset you were that uh, Lavi Dilwig, former Green Bay, Green Bay Packer, was not, <sighs> not inducted. That was a dark day in history. It was. Did you see that ludicrous display? I did. I did. Yeah. I, I put together a whole crew where we talked about that. That's there. Also, that just came up is the last episode of the Classic Sports Review because my partner is in Antarctica. Again? I, I thought he came back. Yeah, he did. Now he went back. I bless the rains in Antarctica. I don't think they are. I think it's the snows in Antarctica. Oh. 
But we just isn't it up, winter in Antarctica right now? Like, isn't this the worst time of year to be there? Like, he's gonna know the difference. One, I hope you're watching, buddy. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a hundred below. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we looked at that Colorado Detroit game, the malice at that palace. Maybe that was a basketball game, but that's okay. Anyway, that was that was something we looked at recently. Chris Bourdais and I were just uh, are we're just waiting for that episode to come up. It is when the Harlem Globetrotters visited Gilligan's Island. Which is as awful as it sounds. Oh, so and back in here, I tell. Say a little faithful trip. And Evan Nolan and I, our regular show, the Hall of Fame show, where we look, we examine a Hall of Fame related news, is always up every week. And he's my oldest co host in terms of longevity. Actually, my oldest co host is you, Brad. Hi. But yes. you're, you've got me by a couple of months. So you're the oldest host of this show. I'm the only host of this show. And also the youngest. That's also true. Oh, that, I, I, shit, I just realized, yeah. By the way, I'm two days away from fucking 50. Oh, dude. So. Oh. You are very close in birthday to your wife. I am, yeah, she just celebrated number You've got me more than a couple of months then because I'm hitting 49 this year. You got me by a year Ooh. and a couple yeah, of months. Yeah, I got you by a full year. Amazingly, <laughs> I look much better, but that's okay. Well, I mean, Ouch. you know. It's true, Kirk. What can I say? I mean, I'm I'm playing second fiddle to this shining example of manhood on my screen in front of me here. I wasn't going about my masculinity. I'm just saying I held up pretty damn good. You're looking good, man. From the neck up. I, I think you both you both have held up well, and honestly, you both look younger than a lot of the like dudes that think they're 43 on my dating apps. So and we also need oh, wow. prescriptions, new prescriptions. Yes. No, no. I'm I'm just comparing you to the the dudes pretending that they're like under 45. <laughs> and you look great, both of you. I'll, so. I'll and I just want to point out all my hair is still here. Still pretty damn good. But anyway. All my hair is still here too. In a bag? Some of some of it's gone. It's just but migrated down your back here. a little bit. <clears throat> a little bit. I should grow a, a skullet. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, can you imagine a little Texas, Tennessee waterfall going on back here? With do not do that. Animal? And Kirk, let's end this now. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, wherever you are, maybe you're not on the mountaintop of Manitoba like I am, but wherever you may be, stay safe, everyone. And we love you here in the Bucknerverse. Bye. Good night. <laughs>